Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's the Underpowered Hour. On this week's show, we talk to well-known automotive journalist Jill Seminillo about the automotive industry. We'll tap into her vast knowledge of late model cars and talk about her popular Girl in the Trunk series. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or follow us on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the articulated bonnet prop to Stephen's gas strut. I'm the inherent rattle of podcasting, Ike I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Ike. Well, this week uh, I am feeling a little bit under the weather, so I apologize for uh, my raspiness and uh, drippiness and uh, distant, uh, you know, uh, whooping cough sounds or, or whatever comes out of me. I, uh, I just apologize in, yeah. in advance. I, I apologize for the extra time that our listeners will have to endure my voice. That's true. Yeah, Ike is going to take the uh, <laughs> the lion's share of the heavy lifting uh, this afternoon. Uh, as as we talk to uh, to our good friend Jill Simonello, who is an automotive journalist amongst uh, a number of other things, uh, but uh, also a rebel uh, and the inventor of uh, the uh, girl in the trunk um, reviews of new vehicles. She's really wonderful and looking forward to super, uh, chatting with her. Super nice and uh, super knowledgeable about yeah. uh, late model vehicles. Really been doing impressive. It for a long time. Yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. So before we get to that, though, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the biggest news, maybe of the decade, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, to, to use uh, Jeff Aronson parlance. The classic Defender, uh, finally for sale again, uh, worldwide starting April 4th as a Lego set. As a Lego set, yeah, Land Rover has been teasing this a little bit yeah. uh, for the last few weeks uh, that they were going to come out with a classic Defender Lego set. And they they recently released a video. Yes, a video, And the video is the unveiling of the Defender yeah. Lego set. Yeah. And they, yeah. they set up a remote Lego store in the, the, the Scottish Highlands, I believe, is where they yeah, do they it. Did. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, world's hardest to get to Lego store. Now, I will say they've obviously never tried uh, to park at the Glendale Galleria to go to that Lego store then, because yeah, I can tell also you, difficult. almost impossible. Also see, difficult, yeah. although yeah, not as yeah. scenic. And so no, they, certainly not. they get uh, two uh, Lego Land Rover enthusiasts yeah, uh, to, V2. I believe V2. V2 Lego Land Rover. <laughs> no, I, I feel like that's not true. That is not I, true I at all. I feel like the Lego and Land Rover crossover is pretty yeah. 
it's just pretty universal. The Venn yeah. diagrams yeah. are really just one circle. It's just a circle. Lego yeah. fans and Land Rovers, yeah. I feel like yeah. that goes hand in hand. So yeah. Um, yeah. at any rate, uh, they get the coordinates yeah. in the video for yeah. this remote Lego store, and they kind of... Uh, they kind of race to get to the Lego store to buy the Defender Lego set first. Yes, yes. Which yes. may may or may not be staged. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, it feel maybe I don't know. I don't know. We're still. And then they race. Out. They race to assemble the Lego assemble set, yes, which takes yes. like almost a whole day or something. Like three like, weeks. Yeah, yeah, to put yeah. One together. So yeah, they're yeah. they're sitting yeah. on top of this mountain and they're like it's assembling cold. the Lego set throughout the night. Yeah. It's a nightmare, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty crazy. It's. it's I think. It's fun uh, to watch I think Ike and I are going to do the same thing. I think we will. You think so? uh, we'll. Well, I don't know that we'll go to the the remote Highland Lego store, but uh, that's the best I, I feel like a race. I feel like a uh, an assemble the classic uh, Land Rover Lego set race would be. Uh, that would be fun. That would know? be fun. Yeah, and then who's the who's the first one to to lose a piece and. Uh, you know who's the uh, first person to step on a piece? Uh, there's I mean, there all kinds of little stuff. Yeah, there's gonna be there. there's gonna be shouting and recrimination and uh, no. you know yeah. uh, they, they my set is incomplete and you know mm-hmm. all the all those mm-hmm. uh, yes, all those stealing things. my controller's bricks. broken. You know whatever. Yeah. What but, do you think of the uh, color of the Lego set? The uh, the sort of somewhat Huey green. Not it's, exactly. It's kind of though. like the yeah. I, it's heritage green or whatever yeah, they call it nowadays. Color, yeah. uh, yep. It's the light green color, and you can uh, build your Lego set Land Rover. Uh, as a stock vehicle mm-hmm. and then it also comes with a number of accessories to yeah, to does. make the vehicle you know more capable or you know more interesting so it has a lot of stuff yeah it has yeah, a lot of stuff and max bars tracks and roof racks and you got max you roll bars and, uh, and you know jerry cans yeah uh, two little engines you could have the rover v8 the mm-hmm. the new like uh rover classic gas or v8. diesel and the diesel engine it gas looks like diesel. maybe a tdci uh, car so it you can yeah that's you don't have to answer. Maybe yeah, both. and and I was happy to see being uh you know from Indiana the high lift jack. Yeah, on the Lego on the roof rack, the Lego high lift jack. Those yeah. folks down in Bloomfield, Indiana, got to be uh, excited to see that. But it's not uh, clearly obvious what kind of winch is on the front, though. It's I hard to didn't say. look sort of, closely, but yeah, it, it's just Lego winch. No yeah, winch but it's pretty cool. You know, Super I like cool. I like that uh, this is a, this is a fun little collaboration between Land Rover and Lego. It begs the question: When are they going to do the classic Freelander? The cl- never, yeah, uh, never. Actually, yeah. that's not true. the The new Lego Defend it's the it's the classic Freelander. All right. Well, with that, let's uh, let's rev up the uh, the old interview machine and uh, let's uh, let's get Jill in here to talk, talk to about uh, talk about all those new cars. All right. Well, we're joined by our good friend and fellow uh, Rebel team member and actual. Uh, rebel, unlike Ike and I, who are just rebel adjacent, <laughs> uh, just rebel fans. adjacent, just big fans, just uh, just big fans. Jill Simonello, I yes. want to make sure whether we pronounce your name uh, correctly, as we've had a, a good conversation about <laughs> it already. Welcome, thank you for joining us, and uh, we're really excited to uh, to talk to you about all of the many things that you have going on. And oh. Rebel being just a tiny, tiny a little, little piece of your world. Yeah, yes, tiny, tiny piece of my world. And I do want to say, even though you guys are rebel adjacent. You guys are a very important part of um, being able to compete. Like, I could not have done half of what I did without the help of my husband. So you guys are much more important than you're giving yourself credit for. Well, you don't know that, Joe. We're actually pretty uh, detrimental to the, uh, you know, they probably would have done a lot better if it actually wasn't wasn't for us. So, but anyways, I, I appreciate that. And uh, and it is nice to get invited to the party. So just happy to be, happy to be here. Yeah, it'd be anywhere at this point. Yeah. So uh, we, we read your bio. 
that okay. uh, was online, and uh, it was extensive. You you do a lot. You are uh, busy in a number of fronts. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I've actually been covering the automotive industry as a journalist for about 20 years now and um, started out in daily newspaper. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm classically trained journalist with a capital J, went mm -hmm. to the University of Missouri Journalism School, uh, Missouri, but I, you know, started out in newspapers, so print mm -hmm. journalist, and saw the writing on the wall and knew that uh, print was probably going away, or at mm -hmm. least not going to be as popular, so I ended up online um, yeah. as the automotive editor at the uh, Chicago Sun-Times. And, cool. you know, kind of from there, I went um, to blogging and then I went to social media and then I went to a broadcast company where I was uh, the automotive editor for them. They have like 150 websites or something like that. Wow. And I was the automotive editor for all of those. And then, um, you know, just decided to kind of go off on my own and focus a little bit more, you know, but it was a little bit pandemic related, you know, when mm -hmm. Everything got so stressed out and, you know, and I had some family stuff going on. And so I was like, you know what? I need to get away from the 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 man a little bit and yeah. started contract work. And one of my biggest clients is Pickup Truck Plus SUV Talk. I right. work with yep. Tim yeah. Esterdahl, um, who is amazing and mm -hmm. um, gives me a lot of flexibility to do things like rebel and to mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. go to Sweden to, to drive on ice. And yes. um I, I haven't been home, I think, in the last three weeks because I've been um, I've been in uh, California. Then I did some like uh, for a drive program. Then we went yeah. down to Glamis. And we did some sand dunes training and right. then yeah. went home for like, I think, eight hours it was literally like eight hours. I like came home, went to sleep, unpacked, repacked, you know, back yeah. out on the road. Yeah. Wow. Then um, back to California. Woohoo! And then I've been in Atlanta and Asheville, North Carolina this week, um, driving some different vehicles. So yeah. I've kind of been all over the place. Wow. What, what a whirlwind. It really kind of is. And it was really yeah. funny because I was in the sand dunes doing the training and um, one of their local radio stations had asked me to do an interview about the, the ice driving experience. And I was like, mm -hmm. how's this for irony? You know, I'm ba just back from Sweden and I'm talking to you about ice and they're in the middle of like the desert and the sand right. dunes. And they're like, we're, we're kind of jealous of all that. And it's amazing. Like, yeah, it's amazing. It's, so, it's cool, but exhausting. Right. Yeah, no kidding. That's a lot to unpack. So that's <laughs> like uh, that's like the last uh, 20 years of uh, yes. yeah, yeah. of doing stuff. That's pretty crazy. So back to the, the automotive, like print journalism. Chicago Sun-Times, was that Siskel or Ebert? Which one was the Chicago Sun-Times? Was one of, that's, that's the reason I know Cisco. the name of that paper. Yeah, it was one of them. I, I yeah, think that Cisco, was Cisco because yeah, yeah, I think Jim Ebert Cisco, was yeah. at the, the Tribune because I know um, yeah. Richard Roper, I think he, he took over um, and it was Ebert and Roper for a while. Right, and right, so, right. Um, and, and Roper was at the Sun-Times. Those guys are classic movie critics, right? Classic, classic movie, movie critics, critics yeah. So I don't think a lot of Zoomers listen to this show, so I think they probably everybody knows who that is. But right. I don't know. I don't you know. know. Maybe. I don't know. We're big with the Zoomers. We're that's big a with long, the Zoomers. a long time ago. Yeah, seventy-five-year-old um, cars are very so popular. Here's a here's a question yeah. about uh, like automotive section in a print newspaper. You know, mm -hmm. I can remember reading the Indianapolis. What is it? Indianapolis Star. Star. That's where I'm and, at right now in Indianapolis. Whoa. And they had yeah, I'm from Indiana, and yep. so they had an automotive section, and the automotive section was like kind of fluffy, if I'm being honest. It was like mostly an advertisement. Like they right. never said anything bad about a car that they reviewed. Like it was always like, this is the best car ever. You have to get it right now. 
And then it was like all the dealership adverts, you know, kind of in there. So I don't know. Is that normal in, in a print newspaper? I, I never found it to be like hard hitting journalism. Like I never learned anything about a car that I wanted to know from from reading those yeah i will say yes and no so um i the the paper i started at was called pioneer press newspapers and it was in the suburbs of chicago mm -hmm. and um, owned by the chicago sun times and it was the the automotive section was a product of the classified advertising mm -hmm. you know department yeah. And so I, I basically had two bosses. One was uh, the niche publishing uh, director, and then the other was essentially the classified advertising manager. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because, you know, journalists with capital J, like, I, not everything is fluffy. And, right, you know, sure. not everything is is happy. And so, I, but there's a lot of good things to say. But, you you know, I've always been of the opinion that, you know, you can't, you, you have to balance it out a little bit. And I, I used to get in trouble all of the time because they're like, look, your story on the, you know, X is going to be like, there's going to be an ad next to it from, you know, from the dealer. And I was like, that's nice. They would be like, could, could you maybe not like be really, really mean? And I'm like, I'm not going to not say something, yeah. but, you know, I did try to um, say it in a nicer way. I mean, I'm still telling you your, the car is not good, but sure. I'm saying, well, it in a I way mean, that's even if it, if, even if it's not appropriate for a specific right. buyer, it would like, ne like when I would read those, it right. would never say that. It would just be like, this car is great for everything. You right. can buy it and do anything with right. this car. It, it, you know, has no flaws. It's perfect car. Buy it. Yeah. But that's completely different than kind of the reviews that you do now, right? You do <laughs> a lot of online reviews. I saw some yeah. of your YouTube videos. You have a lot of different. Uh, specs and a lot of different information about the cars in there and they're pretty thorough reviews. Well, thank you. You know, it's funny because again, print journalists never intended to be on video um, mm -hmm. and never intended to, to be on radio, but I do that. Mm -hmm. Never intended mm -hmm. to have a podcast, but I do that. Yep. And, um, you know, as a journalist, I really felt like you have to evolve with the media and go where people are listening to you. Right. And, you know, again, stemming back from the original days when I was at the, the newspaper, you know, I really felt like you had to be fair, um, you know, not mean, not overly fluffy, but you had to be fair. And like you said, I really believe there's a car for every person and every sure. person or every car has a person that will love it. And and so, uh, you know, I, I, I try to temper whatever I'm saying with, you know, I didn't like it because I'm right. five feet tall. <laughs> And I couldn't see out the wrong window or, you know, I didn't yeah, like right. it because I was wearing high heels and my heel kept getting caught on X. Right. Well, the dude's right. not going to be probably wearing high heels right now. So yeah. there are certain vehicles like a Jeep Wrangler that you will have yeah. problems with yeah. if you're wearing yeah. high heels. Mm -hmm. um, but but yeah. And so now, I mean, a lot of what I do. So I, I, I am also on TikTok. And so mm -hmm. one of my favorite things to do is I'll do um, like one video where I'm like, this is what I like about a car. And then mm -hmm. I'll do a second video and I'm like, this is what I don't like about the car. Right. And it's funny because Perfect. not not everybody will see both videos and um, somebody will be like, well, you're really mean. And I'm like, did you <laughs> not catch the video about what I like? It's a two part or, deal. Would it would it make more sense to combine those into like a, you know, one thing or or, or I not? try to keep it short um, because <laughs> I or at least shorter because mm -hmm. on TikTok now you can go up to 10 minutes and I'm like oh that's way too much and so, so the max I do is like three minutes and that's mm -hmm. usually I can fill three minutes with things I like about a car right. and I can yeah. fill three minutes with the things I don't like about a car and so like putting them together I mean I could probably reference them a little bit more yeah. hey by the way I've got another video on the things that I don't like be sure to catch that you know I've got another video on the things that I do like be sure to catch that so I mean 
probably I could connect them a little bit more, but putting them in one video, then that would be six minutes and nobody would watch it. Nobody's going to watch that. <laughs> so you mentioned, uh, you know, like it's really important to keep pace with current technology, current media. Mm -hmm. AI is a big thing right now. And mm -hmm. a lot of my friends who do a lot of like online journalism and writing and this sort of thing are kind of like a little wary of uh, what's going to happen because uh, essentially now you can type in you know, all of these various, you know, factors and and it will spit out an article that's, you know, maybe needs some editing, but for all intents and purposes is is publishable. Yeah, yeah. it's not so, just for uh, Tinder rejections anymore. You can, <laughs> no, uh, no. you not can really, yeah, you your, really get in there. Your resume. Yeah. Is that a tool? Is that a, is that a something you should be, uh, uh, we should be wary of, or is it uh, an opportunity? I've not used it. I, you know, I've mm -hmm. started reading a little bit more about AI technology. Just because I want to be aware. And I feel yeah. like it was CNET that mm -hmm. had a big uh, to-do about three or four months ago where um, it came out that people, like there there were a whole bunch of articles that were written that bylines were put on of real people, but they weren't um, written by that person. Right. Yeah. Um, and and it, was, it was all done by AI. And I have to say, I'm at this moment, I'm not concerned about it because I mm -hmm. think what AI would do really well, I mean, there are some people who should be concerned, I'll be honest with you. Right. What mm -hmm. I think I, AI can do really well is analyze data. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it can take stocks, it can take um, sales numbers, it can mm -hmm. take pricing information, and, and you can type all that in and it can put it together in, you know, not something that's going to be a pleasure to read. But right. something that will give you all of the facts. And right, sure. so, I mean, and it'll be SEO friendly and searchable and all that stuff. Yeah. And yeah. and so I feel like people who do a lot of data analysts um, kind of things, like they might want to worry a little bit. And and maybe, maybe, maybe I should be worried and I'm not and I'm sticking my head in the sand. But I feel like there is always going to be a place for um, somebody who's a good writer who right. um, is expressing an opinion. Like, I don't think an AI right. can, you know, express no. an opinion. No, um, I, I think that's that's a good uh, distinction. I think, yeah. uh, but there there are probably maybe car buyers who are like, you know, making their decisions based on whatever yeah, data, robot, you know, horsepower, ground clearance, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. transmission, gearing, whatever. Yeah. And they might be able to use it to compare different models, you know, from a strictly... Uh, like you said, statistical standpoint. But I think you're right. That's an important distinction to have an opinion to have, you know, you can't do an AI video currently. No, right. Well, deep fake. Yeah, soon though. <laughs> soon though. Yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, if you ask it to, to do make a video about, uh, you know, right. reviewing a car, that's probably beyond yeah. current technology. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think you're safe in that regard. But, uh, you know, they can only really kind of refactor things they've already read. And sure. so if it's brand new information, like it right. is the steering feel of the Grenadier, which we know is the most important topic in the <laughs> entire world. Right. And if you don't talk about it at the beginning of your interview, the Internet will be very angry with you, which is why we have pledged to never talk about the steering feel of the Ineos <laughs> Grenadier. So, uh, but yeah, no, I think that, you know, there's something to that, right? It can't discover new things. And the work that you do is often out there in the field with a, uh, a new vehicle, um, you know, going through it often before it's available to the general public. And so, you know, I think that's what, uh, you know, makes your content really interesting. I think that, and I don't think we can talk about your video content without uh, talking about your In the Trunk series, which, uh, which I worry is, yeah. uh, you know, an advertisement for how many cars are easy to kidnap you in the trunk of, which is true. Yeah, up to and including 
my own car, uh, you know, the the F-150 uh, you've been in the trunk of uh, as well, mm-hmm. completely consensually. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's just a, it's an interesting angle uh, to put oneself in the trunk of a, of a review car. So there, there's a backstory. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's kind of funny because uh, when I first started reviewing cars, you know, I was trying to, in a way, kind of be like everybody else. And, mm-hmm. um, and at the time, I mean, I was in my early 20s and everybody else was a 70-year-old white male. Right, yeah. Quickly learned I could not be like a 60- or 70-year-old white male. Um, and that's, a, that's the right way to be. I think that's, uh, you've, you made the right choice. Practice makes perfect. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, although I have to say I'm feeling a lot closer to that um, mm-hmm. these days because I've been doing this for so long. So when I was at the Sun-Times, they actually had me pioneer video reviews. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so this is 2006. And they were hiring some companies to go out with me to do some reviews. And I was reviewing a Corvette Z06, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm I like lift up the trunk of the Z06, and I look in there, and damn, I'm like I could fit in that. I could lay in that, <laughs> and I could put my arms out wide, and That's I wouldn't even deal. be like cramped. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, like this was my out loud voice, and um, mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm. of my automotive colleagues are walking by me as I'm saying this. And they're like, yeah, you should do that, Jill. And I was just like, no, 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 wasn't serious. Wasn't serious about that. And um, yep. they're like, no, nope, the we, star we, we, was really, born. we yeah. really think yeah. you should do that. And they're like yeah. standing there waiting for me to do it. And I was like, yeah. okay, I guess I'm doing it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I get into the trunk of the Corvette Z06 and, you know, literally like was teed out and like was not mm-hmm. touching mm-hmm. anything. It was mm-hmm. very, it was mm-hmm. very roomy trunk in 2006. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it became a joke because it made it into the video yeah. and everybody's like, oh, well, how many Simonellos will fit in this? Well, I think right. this is a one yeah. Simonello truck. It's a, it's a unit right. of measurement now. So then they exactly. made me a unit of measure. And, and yeah. there was no. um, I, like one automaker actually at an auto show was like, well, we think this is a four Simonello trunk during their press conference. And I was like, OK, this, um, this is wow. maybe not good at, on a compact yeah. car. There could be a. Yeah. There could be yeah. a fractional Simonello. No, 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 oh, no, no, this, this no, is, no, no, is, no. This is the rule. There are no half Simonellos. There are no quarter Simonellos. <laughs> yeah. There are only whole no. Simonellos. Don't put that and out we there round in the world. Down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, we yeah. round yeah. down if yeah. if the Simonello isn't going to fit. So um, yes. fast forward. Yeah. Gosh, it must have been 2010. I was working for a broadcast company, and I was their social mm-hmm. media director. Mm-hmm. And in my spare time, I was blogging for the Chicago Tribune and doing all of my social media stuff. Mm-hmm. And and my boss at the time was like, "Wait a minute." You, you get in trunks of cars and people use you as a unit of measure. And I was like, well, you know, it's just kind yes. of funny. He like gets on his computer and he's like, you know what? The Twitter handle girl in the trunk is free. And I was like, no, 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 I think I'm good. And he was like, no, you need to have that Twitter handle. And I'm like, dang it. So that, so that's where the, like, I have a Twitter and Instagram of, you know, at girl in the trunk. Oh, you do. Don't go to that subreddit. Yeah, that's. Do not do that. But I mean, you know, but most of people realize it's in good fun and I'm playing around and I, so I usually will like take pictures and trunks and sometimes I'll include it in reviews where I like actually test the, Uh um, the trunk release. Oh, the the emergency. yeah. Yeah. Federally mandated that you have to have like, a, and, and, and I've even had people come up to me. So we are driving the Hyundai Santa Cruz in the Rebel yeah. Rally. Yeah. And in the, there's actually under bed storage in the Hyundai Santa oh, Cruz. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, cool. and it's funny. So I'm at the, this is before I'm doing Rebel, before I, you know, knew I was going to be driving the Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. I was at the launch of this vehicle and I'm sitting in the audience and I get up to like, you know, walk around. They won't let us even take pictures at this point. 
mm-hmm. um, because it's all under embargo and they're very hush-hushing mm-hmm. it. And I'm walking around, I'm looking at it, I'm looking in the underfloor storage, and one of the engineers comes up to me and he was like, tap, 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 he taps me on the shoulder. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And he was like, I just want you to know that the reason why there is a pull tab, an emergency release button in the underfloor storage of the Hyundai Santa Cruz is because of you. And I was like, um, okay. And they're like, yeah, so there, it's, I, I think it's 1.5 cubic feet of space in there, which is exactly me. Um, and so like a small child could fit in it's there. One, one Seminello. One, one Seminello. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, right. um, exactly one. and the, they were going to try and cut that because they're like, who's, who's going to crawl into this space? Like, who's going to actually do that? And they're like, let, <laughs> oh, let right. me show you Jill yeah, Seminello. Yeah. And <laughs> right, um, they're right, like, right, right. so now they have a tab. So you're, series. you're the reluctant hero yeah. of storage capacity. In an exactly automotive right. storage yeah. capacity. Yeah. Yeah. And why the uh, Hyundai Santa Fe is the most popular uh, people smuggling vehicle. Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz, that's right. Santa Cruz. Yeah. So, uh, so you've reviewed, I don't even know how many cars, so many cars. What are some of your favorites? Uh, you know what? So as much as I, I, I say, you know, I try to be fair, um, mm-hmm. there are just so many good cars these days. And, mm-hmm. and you would be very hard pressed to buy a bad one. Mm-hmm. Ooh, sounds like a challenge. I, I do have a few that I hate, but for me personally, I'm a huge Mazda fan. Mm-hmm. Mazda. Um, mm-hmm. I really, I love the design. I love the ride mm-hmm. handling. Um, yeah. I think that uh, they have done a great job kind of bringing their vehicles up market with up-level materials. They mm-hmm. are super comfortable. They pay a lot of attention to the ergonomics of the driver's mm-hmm. seat and like the head bobble and mm-hmm. um, how you fit into the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. So I, I think I love Mazda. The Mazda MX-5 is one of my mm-hmm. favorites. It's a convertible mm-hmm. manual transmission. We have a Miata in the workshop right now. And uh, we're working on uh, putting together an Emmy Hall style off-road oh. uh, Miata in the very in the very near future. So Yeah, buddy. Yeah. This, yeah. is the, this is the second time in this, uh, this week that somebody yeah. has sung the praises of Mazdas to me. It's true. Uh, we have a customer who is, and, and you may know this, we restore old Land Rovers, and we have a customer who has his father's Land Rover that uh, his father bought new in Africa. Mm-hmm. And uh, he took all these like trips when he was a kid, uh, like on safari, like real safaris. It, to the point where they are like attacked by bandits and uh, they got like in shooting battles in the Land Rover and like it's, it's it's pretty crazy and he's like it's like yeah I want you to restore this Land Rover and uh, my daily driver's a Mazda I love Mazda <laughs> this is my third Mazda you know so I uh, I haven't heard a, I'm I guess I'm not in the Mazda community so I haven't heard people sing the praises of Mazda but uh, second person this week so yeah. now there you go no yeah. that's pretty They're cool popular that's pretty car. cool popular so, car. Now, so, do they make a pickup? You know, you you edit? No, not yet. No, not they yet. they they have. Um, let's see. So they've got the well, the CX three is gone, but they've got the CX thirty, the CX five, the CX fifty, and the CX ninety is coming out, and then they've got the CX seventy, which is coming out. So they've got three SUVs right now with two on the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no pickup Very truck. Cool. They used Very to have cool. a pickup truck once upon a time. Um, I yeah, believe I it was like called they, like they the B the series Maz- or B roll or something. One of their yeah. most famous is the the Mazda rotary pickups, right? They made a rotary engine at yep. one time, and uh, that they made a pickup truck with a rotary engine. Well, it's, it says rotary a, on the tailgate too. I think. Here's a question: Where do you fall, Jill? On uh, is the brand new Ferrari uh, SUV just a Mazda <laughs> MX-30? Is it, uh, oh. I don't know if you've seen the photo and profile uh, of them stacked on top of each other, but uh, 
I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, um, it is uh, the Scuderia has uh, maybe uh, missed the mark just a little bit on what people were expecting from a right. Ferrari SUV, or they just really agree that a Mazda MX-30 is a great car. I don't know. It, yeah, I don't know. Could be. I don't know. Could be. So, be. so uh, you know, back to that vein of questioning, uh, the other end of the spectrum, what are some of the ones that are consistently yeah, what do, what do you hate? falling towards the back of the pack? Yeah, what do you that's hate? what everybody, that's what, what everybody really hate? wants to say. What do, what do you everybody, hate? Everybody, yeah, hate? yeah, my, my do not like videos consistently yeah. do a lot better than my like videos. Yeah, people um, love to hate. Negative yeah. journalism. Yeah, it's true. So I will tell you recently, one of the vehicles that I have, and the way I was trying to put it is it's not my jam. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, is the Audi Q4 e-tron. Um, mm, interesting. I, I thought that it was ill put together. The materials were not Audi quality. It okay. didn't drive like an EV. Like when you when you get into an EV, you expect to have a lot of instantaneous torque and get that yes. you know push to move forward and to you know have that whee! and and even in dynamic mode, it was like and and so I just like I I just I didn't like how it drove. I didn't sure. like um, my driving position. I didn't like the materials, and it was just I was very and 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 maybe it's one of those things where it's like yes, I'm gonna drive the Q4 e-tron. I'm gonna drive it. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when you go to a movie and everybody's overhyped it, and then uh, you go see it, and you're like, Rrr. the book, the book was better. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah <laughs> right, 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 something right, like right, that. Right, um, right, but okay. but that I would say that was one of the vehicles that I've been most disappointed in recently. Interesting. And um, really, like I I found some things nice to say about it, but it was hard. Yeah. So we we obviously are a Land Rover podcast, and are so we sometimes gotta, we got. I'm driving the Land Rover right now. Oh, tell us about it. Yeah, I'm driving the new Range Rover Sport right now. Oh, oh very nice. nice. I like the Range Rover Sport. I just just swapped into it. So I live in Chicago. My parents are down yeah. in Indianapolis, and so yeah. I just mm-hmm. drove three hours down. Oh, nice. And um, I I have to say I like how it drives. It's very comfortable. Mm-hmm. I am really hacked off by the wireless charger. Oh, yeah. Land Rover's really, famously really, bad uh, wireless charging. Yeah. Really hip. I mean, because here's the thing. So uh-huh. I um, so I have my cell phone. I've yes. I've put Waze into it. I've got it connected via wireless yep. Apple CarPlay. Thumbs yep. up. Yep. Works Great. really well, very mm-hmm. easily. Um, put it in the tray because um, where else are you going to put your phone? Because I've got actual things in my cup holders, yes. like, you know, cups. Cups. And yeah. so I'm going to put my phone in the wireless charger. And yeah. um, I'm... I leave Chicago, I feel like I left at like 10 o'clock this morning mm-hmm. and I had my phone in the charger. I called my mother-in-law and we were talking and about 45 minutes into our conversation, the Apple CarPlay disconnects, the phone disconnects. I, and I was just like, what? And so I pulled my phone out of the charger and I'm like, what? you know, I'm driving down the highway and it's like 150 degrees. Yeah. Um, and I'm like bobbling my phone, trying not to crash. And um, my phone had completely overheated and shut off Ooh, because yeah. it was in the charger. And that was yeah. only after 45 minutes. Right. Now, I, I know exactly why this is. Uh, you know, they it, it, it works perfectly. So the, the Land Rover charger, it's not charging the phone. It's charging the car from the battery. <laughs> right. the I reverse. It's, it's, taking, right. it's taking the, the charge from my phone. That's why I yeah. showed up and I had no battery, right? No, I, yeah. yeah, but I was... Yeah. I was severely disappointed. And then I have to tell you, the thing that I'm like kind of hypersensitive about is a wireless Mm -hmm. charger in a car. And and it's one of those things that I have to, I feel compelled to talk about. And I've only found one automaker so far that has managed to get it right. Which Which one is that? General Motors. (laughs) 
Oh, I was going to say it's not it's not Ford. I can tell you no, that much. No, it is that not. Is, uh, it is Ford's not is Ford. terrible. Land Rovers is absolutely terrible. Exactly yeah. the same. Exactly the same system as in the Defender, and it is uh, unusable because your phone gets into magma mode so quickly that yeah. it's not uh, great. Though to keep a, a a small cup of tea warm, no problem. It works <laughs> right? quite well. In fact, I think that may actually be what its intent is. It's not. It just looks like you're supposed to charge your phone, yeah, but you really, like, it's a it's a small hot plate. I'm you know, yeah, for, sure. How do they how does it get all the way through like production and all the way to market and not work? I don't know. I yeah. understand how yeah. that I, works. Yeah. Nobody has gotten it right except for General Motors, and and I don't know what General Motors has mm-hmm. done, but I noticed it first in the um, it was the new the 2023 Silverado pickup truck, and mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. on the the drive for that event, and again like where else you're going to put your phone well there's this nice little slot right here you may as well stick it there and it was the wireless charger and i like pulled my phone out expecting to find it warm and i they have like either air conditioning blowing on it they have a cool Mm. pad in there i don't know what they've done but i pulled out my phone and i was like the back of my phone is actually Mm. cold Mm -hmm. so um did not overheat managed to you know charge my phone really well and and i i found that in uh, every general motors vehicle that i've driven it's it's interesting Yeah, they figured it out. I have to say, I use a regular wall charger in the F one fifty as it has a wall socket on the on the dash, and just charge my phone that way because the the both the USB and the wireless charging pads are useless. Yeah, I I will actually I will end the trip somehow with less battery, even though it's been plugged in the whole time. Mm -hmm. uh, Often, my daily driver is sixty five years old, so uh, not so much. No wireless. It doesn't have a wireless charger. It uh, it's very wired. It's very wired, yeah, yeah. Which is plugged into like, uh, you know, well, the inspection inspection slot. sockets. Yeah, just in the <laughs> inspection sockets. Yeah. That's so, fine. Uh, works, so though. are there that are there cars fine. that are available in other markets that you would like to see available here in the United States? Like, yeah. You what's look the at, love it? Uh, you love seem it like, can't drive it. Yeah, you seem like you're you were researching new automotive offerings on a regular basis from all these different manufacturers, and they all have cars available in other markets. And you look at those, and you're like, wish we had that here. Yeah, you know, the um, there's a couple from um, Alfa Romeo I would love mm-hmm, to see over here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because right now they have the what is it the, the 4C which I think has gone out of production. They've got yeah, the I don't Stelvio. think you, they make it here anymore. Yeah, no, they've got the um, Julia, and then mm-hmm. um, I feel like they have a smaller SUV. Oh yeah, the new Tonali that just just coming yeah. out. They have um, a, the Ju- Tonali, not toenail. Um, T O N A L E, and it's really Ooh. funny because they Tonali. sent us the press. They, they sent us the, the press release and they were like, do not pronounce it toenail. And so, of course, I'm interviewing like the president of the company. And I was like, so that's toenail, right? And and the guy who told us not to call it toenail is in the background going, stop, stop. And I'm just like, I'm kidding. I know it's tonale. I'm making a joke. Laugh, well, lighten up. Little angry little um, Italian guys. They, they clearly funny. recognize the mistake after. Uh, no, yeah. like, we shouldn't have called it that. We no. should have well, called it that. I mean, yeah. Italians, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Alpha especially. I mean, yeah, we have a gift for kind of being just off the mark. Well, mm-hmm. myself included. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the Julieta, I think, is really cool. And then you have, going back to Mazda, um, they have the MX-30 with the range extender that they're going to be mm-hmm. selling. Mm-hmm. So the MX-30 is their all-electric vehicle. It has a really piddly yep. 100 miles of range. Um, and looks surprisingly like a new Ferrari SUV. It looks surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but over in, um, Europe, they're putting in a rotary range extender Mm, and, uh, we're not going to get that over here. And, and that I think would, I would love to see that over here. I think because I liked Mm -hmm. the MX-30 when I drove it, it has cork accents, which are kind of cool. And Mm -hmm. I I mean, again, 
a Mazda, it drives really well. Um, but yeah. 100 miles range is just a non-starter. Pretty hard, Put your yeah. to-do list right there, yeah. your shopping list oh, right yeah, there good. on the dash. Just yeah. pin it to the dash. Just pin Perfect. it in there. Oh, um, tell, us, but, tell, us about your, tell us your thoughts on the Jimny. Yeah. I was going to say, Jimny is one I would also like to see over here so, because, and I, I've never driven one, but yeah. I went to the Geneva Motor Show in mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. 2019, I think. Mm -hmm. And I remember like walking into the display and I was just like, I want all of these. Yeah. 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 I want all of these. Yeah. They're so great. That's one thing we don't get here is like simple, straightforward cars yeah, that don't have cars. a lot of widgets yeah. and I love them. I can park a Jimny, full size Jimny in the back of the F-150. It so is exactly good. the dimensions <laughs> of the bed of an F-150. I I expect to Man, see video of that. As soon as I can get one, it's, we'll do it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to drive to Mexico in the F-150, pick up a Jimny, and just bring it back as cargo. They'll yeah. be fine. As long as it's not driving across the border, they seem, seem to not. Okay, so. fine. Well, exactly. it, it, and so, like, speaking of Mexico, like, they also have a series of compact pickup trucks down mm -hmm. there that we don't yeah. get up here. Yeah. Um, you know, from, cab, from Ram. And, trucks, yeah. Um, yeah, but, then, you know, what is it? Is it the 700 or the 1200 from Ram? Mm -hmm. It's their, like, Ford Maverick-sized pickup right. truck. And yeah. I mean, Ram right now doesn't have anything smaller than the 1500 full size. Yeah, than, than a small and, condominium complex. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. yeah. Just, yeah. And I, I just, I feel like they're missing out um, on having a midsize For and sure. a compact truck. Yeah. And so, you know, I would certainly love to to see um, any of that coming yeah. coming yeah. up this way. Just smaller car. I feel like here in the United States, you have this real dichotomy between small cars and nice yeah. cars. Nice cars yeah. are always big. Mm -hmm. Small cars are always, eh, you know, yeah. And so, some small nice cars would be very welcome. I feel, yeah, personally. Well, and yeah. I, I, I feel like there are some automakers who are making an effort of having value laden vehicles that are well priced but not necessarily cheap. So I just drove mm -hmm. the um, Subaru Crosstrek, mm -hmm. and I think mm -hmm. that's a really good example of a vehicle that um, has like a twenty four thousand dollar price tag and a base price with the and. They've done That's away with below the, the current average of what thirty two or something. Oh, I think the average vehicle transaction price right now is forty nine thousand dollars. Wow! Holy smokes! Yes. Um. So crazy. So well below, almost half yeah, of almost of half. what um no. the the yeah. average transaction price is. But you know, at a base price, you're looking at um, standard all wheel drive. You have mm -hmm. really good cloth interior. You've got standard safety technology. Mm -hmm. And it it's a really good compact driving vehicle. Um. You know, the base engine is okay. You yeah. know, I, 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 it's not going to win any drag races. It's fine. Um, I'm hoping I'll get to drive the uh, up-level 2.5-liter engine coming mm -hmm. um, in May. Um, they're a little bit behind production for that uh, mm -hmm. because I think the uh, – hopefully I'm not mixing this up. I've been traveling so much in the, in the past couple of weeks. I'm like, what day is today? But the 2.0-liter engined vehicle is built in Japan, and so they mm -hmm. had started production, mm -hmm. and – so those are already, like, I think they're going to go on sale next month. And the 2.5 liter is going to be built in the United States. Mm. I fit, again, I hope I'm not messing this up yeah. with something oh, else. No, yeah. um, no, and then yeah. it's I, coming a couple months after that. So I feel like people that are interested in either buying a new car, researching vehicles, they, they, should, they should look at all your videos that, uh, you know, focus on all these oh, cars. Absolutely. Where can they find you online? Everywhere. No. Um, so I do um, most of my uh, SUV and pickup truck reviews for a mm -hmm. website called Pickup Truck Plus SUV Talk. And so uh, the website is pickuptrucktalk.com. And then the YouTube channel is Pickup Truck Plus SUV Talk. So most mm -hmm. of most of my reviews end up there. I also have my own YouTube channel. It's just at Jill Simonello. Um, and I call it Car du Jour. 
Ooh, because nice. I, those are the cars that I'm driving today. Um, and sure. and I, I hashtag all of my social media stuff, Car Du Jour, mm -hmm. so that if you are looking for me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, wherever, you can find me that way. But um, most Car of jour. Car Du Jour. Um, so most of my um, stuff, though, is under my own name at Jill Simonello. So I don't know if you've listened to the podcast before, but we have a very special segment that I, I'm sure you will excel at. It is, it is called the lightning round. And it's okay. a series of quick questions and short answers uh -oh, about that's cars. Not, that's not my forte. It's short uh, answers. Uh, I, I'm a journalist. See. I'm We're very verbose. All right. So, lightning round. Got it. So we, so we got a few quick questions and okay. short answers. Okay. Are, are you ready? Right, sip of my drink. Appropriately hydrated. That's mm -hmm. very important. All right. Yep. Hydrate, stay hydrated. Yep. All right. Yep. Me and my cherry blossom LaCroix. Ooh. All right. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Gas, diesel, or electric? Depends on the vehicle. No, no, short, <laughs> short, short. Diesel. Perfect. Mm. Perfect. Nice. Hard top or soft top? Hard top. Ooh, controversial. Manual or automatic? Manual. You don't even oh, need yeah. to finish that manual. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, nice. Fair, that is yeah. the correct answer. Mm -hmm. Solid color paint or metallic paint? Metallic. Ooh. Interesting. Real fancy. Just not matte. <laughs> no. And and this one's going to be reflective of my own out-of-touch nature. Coil springs or leaf springs? Coil. Coil springs. And the best way to get gear oil out of your underpants? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I, I'm going to say wine away. Oh, wine away. Hmm. Well, I think answer. wine away, wine away would probably do it. I Ooh, I, um, give that a go. I bought right. wine away to get rid of red wine out of a white carpet, and I found uh -huh. that it works on pretty much everything. Oh, That's just awesome. Get anything away. Yeah. Six out of six. Perfect. Yeah, that's a perfect score. It's a perfect, perfect score. score. Well done. I want to go back to the diesel, electric, or gas question. Yeah. Well, you know, you have to make a decision, and uh, there's uh, only wrong answers. So there's only wrong uh, answers. So diesel right. with a pony motor. Yeah, pony motor diesel. That's a good. That's a good diesel with a with a smaller diesel engine to start it. That's what I. <laughs> that's what I like. But uh, well, Jill, thank you so much for uh, joining us, and uh, we hope that you'll come back. We would love to. Uh, hear about, uh, you know, your future adventures in everything from the Rebel to uh, various trunks of new uh, of new cars and trucks. And uh, and all the best uh, in the uh, in the world of uh, of amateur off road racing and uh, and journalism. We look forward to uh, reading uh, more of your great stuff. And uh, thanks for spending some time with us. Thanks no. for coming. And uh, next time we see you, we'll have to have you review a classic Land Rover. Oh, a yeah. Classic Land Rover. I would love it. Yeah, you uh, could definitely then, fit in the trunk. Yeah. I could I could fit I could fit probably underneath the seats. I can fit in no all problem. the spaces. No, we can fit you in all the spaces. <laughs> fit in all the spaces. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> before we get too creepy, I'll just say thank you. Thank you all for right. having me. I had a lot of fun. This was really good. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks again. All right. Well, it's always uh it's always so much fun to uh to chat with Jill. Super nice. It was really what great to meet so her at the Rebel and then talk yeah. to her today. So yeah. just incredibly knowledgeable about uh, new cars. Just watch her yeah. videos, you know, if you're Thinking about a new car, you're just interested in cars, go go have a listen or, or watch your stuff. It's great. Well, and again, you know, things like the charging pad and stuff like that, admittedly, it isn't describing the steering feel right off the bat, but the uh, how warm or shitty your phone or whatever, whatever it does to your phone, that's actually like, that's valid in a new car. Like, those are the things that people, it's um, a big deal. you know, yeah, they, they care about. And it is annoying. It's it's funny because you know, both new cars that I have don't, they can't, the Wireless pads are totally garbage. Just totally This is garbage. why I have old cars. That's right. Yeah. If, if you burn your phone up in one of my cars, it's because you've it's left it on the manifold. It was an actual fire. Yeah, there was an actual <laughs> fire.
you plug the inspection <laughs> socket in upside down or something. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a real problem. But uh, yeah, it, you know, with uh, with that, it's been a slice. I wonder, Ike, if uh, you are going to uh, Anarch, the big 75th anniversary Land Rover Festival uh, out on the East Coast in uh, Greek I, Peak. I absolutely am hoping to go. Yeah, as as am I. A lot of uh, famous Land Rover owners, a lot of Ooh, neat vehicles. Yeah. Uh, yep. 75th anniversary only happens once. So That's if right. you have the Don't opportunity, make your way to Greek Peak. Yeah, check out the Anarch website. There's camping, there's the lodge, there's a number of other things. Uh, I believe you can sleep in the back of one of Jeff Aronson's cars if you ask him nicely. There's all kinds of He will of, make uh, you a sandwich. Oh, I guarantee you. If you, you want a will. sandwich made by Jeff Aronson, Go to yep. Anarch. Go to Anarch. That's uh, every every attendee of this year's Anarch will get a sandwich <laughs> made by uh, Jeff Aronson. So yeah, there you go. He's going to fly in lobster. He's going to make yeah, lobster rolls. Gonna do all lobster rolls for everybody. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be. That is a guarantee that uh, everyone <laughs> definitely sign up, though. It's, it looks like it's going to be a great event. We're going to be there. It's going to be great. I uh, had a great conversation with our good friend John from Center Steer uh, just uh, a couple days ago. We've got some uh, shenanigans uh planned uh, i think it will be uh, fun for the whole family uh but no one under 18 uh, admitted for uh you know nudity and profanity uh, reasons but uh but it could be fun for the whole family we just chose not to make it such but it's gonna be great it's yeah, gonna be great it's gonna be really good hop in your land rover and uh you know bring a friend uh, to to tow your land rover there for you or whatever and uh <laughs> yeah and, and check it out so all right well until next week it's been a slice and uh we'll uh we'll talk to you then see you soon The Underpowered Hour is produced by Liza Barris, Ike Goss, and me, Steve Barris. Pavel Svardov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook. 